the author's prologue of gargantua and pantagruel book three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. gargantua and pantagruel book three by francois rabelais translated by thomas urquhart and peter moteur the third book francois rabelais to the soul of the deceased queen of navarre abstracted soul ravished with ecstasies gone back and now familiar in the skies thy former host thy body leaving quite which to obey thee always took delight obsequious ready now from motion free senseless and as it were in apathy wouldst thou not issue forth for a short space from that divine eternal heavenly place to see the third part in this earthy cell of the brave acts of good pantagruel the author's prologue good people most illustrious drinkers and you thrice precious gouty gentlemen did you ever see diogenes and cynic philosopher if you have seen him you then had your eyes in your head or am very much out of my understanding and logical sense it is a gallant thing to see the clearness of wine gold the sun i'll be judged by the blind born so renowned in the sacred scriptures who having at his choice to ask whatever he would from him who is almighty and whose word in an instant is effectually performed asked nothing else but that he might see item you are not young which is a competent quality for you to philosophate more than physically in wine not in vain and henceforwards to be of the bacchic council to the end that opining there you may give your opinion faithfully of the substance colour excellent odour eminency propriety faculty virtue and effectual dignity of the said blessed and desired liquor if you have not seen him as i am easily induced to believe that you have not at least you have heard some talk of him for through the air and the whole extent of this hemisphere of the heavens hath his report and fame even until this present time remained very memorable and renowned then all of you are derived from the phrygian blood if i be not deceived if you have not so many crowns as midas had yet have you something i know not what of him which the persians of old esteemed more of in all their otocus and which was more desired by the emperor antonine and gave occasion thereafter to the basilico at rohan to be surnamed 
goodly ears if you've not heard of him i will presently tell you a story to make your wine relish drink then so to the purpose hearken now whilst i give you notice to the end that you may not like infidels be by your simplicity abused that in his time he was a rare philosopher and the cheerfulest of a thousand if he had some imperfection so have you so have we for there is nothing but god that is perfect yet so it was that by alexander the great although he had aristotle for his instructor and domestic was he held in such estimation that he wished if he had not been alexander to have been diogenes the sinopian when philip king of macedon enterprised the siege and ruin of corinth the corinthians having received certain intelligence by their spies that he with a numerous army in battle rank was coming against them were all of them not without cause most terribly afraid and therefore were not neglective of their duty in doing their best endeavours to put themselves in a fit posture to resist his hostile approach and defend their own city some from the fields brought into the fortified places their movables bestial corn wine fruit victuals, and other necessary provision others did fortify and rampire their walls set up little fortresses bastions squared ravelins digged trenches cleansed countermines fenced themselves with gabions contrived platforms emptied casemates barricaded the false brays erected the cavaliers repaired the counterscarps plastered the curtains lengthened ravelins stopped parapets mortised barbicans assured the portcullises fastened the hearses saracens quays and cataracts placed their sentries and doubled their patrol every one did watch and ward and not one was exempted from carrying the basket some polished corslets varnished backs and breasts cleaned the headpieces mail coats brigandines salads helmets morions jacks gushets gorgets hogwins brassers and cuirassars corslets habergeons shields bucklers targets greaves gauntlets and spurs others made ready bows slings crossbows pellets catapults migraines or fireballs firebrands ballasts scorpions and other such warlike engines expugnatory and destructive to the helipolites they sharpened and prepared spears staves pikes brown bills halberds long hooks lances agues quarter staves eel spears partisans stout staves clubs battle-axes maces darts dartless claves javelins javelots and truncheons they set edges upon scimitars cutlasses battle-airs back-swords tucks rapiers bayonets arrowheads dags daggers mandusians poniards winyards knives skeins shabbles shipping knives and railions every man exercised his weapon every man scoured off the rust from his natural hanger 
nor was there a woman amongst them though never so reserved or old who made not her harness to be well furbished as you know the corinthian women of old were reputed very courageous combatants diogenes seeing them all so warm at work and himself not employed by the magistrates in any business whatsoever he did very seriously for many days together without speaking one word consider and contemplate the countenance of his fellow-citizens then on a sudden as if he had been roused up and inspired by a martial spirit he girded his cloak scarf-wise about his left arm tucked up his sleeves to the elbow trussed himself like a clown gathering apples and giving to one of his old acquaintance his wallet books and opistographs away went he out of town towards a little hill or promontory of corinth called the crany and there on the strand a pretty level place did he roll his jolly tub which served him for a house to shelter him from the injuries of the weather there i say in a great vehemency of spirit did he turn it veer it wheel it whirl it frisk it jumble it shovel it huddle it tumble it hurry it jolt it jostle it overthrow it evert it invert it subvert it overturn it beat it whack it bump it batter it knock it thrust it push it jerk it jock it shake it toss it throw it overthrow it upside down topsy-turvy arse-turvy tread it trample it stamp it tap it ting it ring it tingle it towel it sound it resound it stop it shut it umbung it close it unstopple it and then again in a mighty bustle he bandied it slubbered it hacked it whittled it weighed it darted it hurled it staggered it reeled it swinged it wrangled it tottered it lifted it heaved it transformed it transfigured it transposed it transplaced it reared it raised it hoisted it washed it dyed it cleansed it rinsed it nailed it settled it fastened it shackled it bettered it leveled it blocked it tugged it tooted it carried it bedashed it berated it parched it mounted it broached it nicked it notched it besplattered it decked it adorned it trimmed it garnished it gauged it burnished it bored it pierced it trapped it rumbled it slid it down the hill and precipitated it from the very height of the crany then from the foot to the top like another sisyphus with his stone bore it up again in every way so banged it and belaboured it that it was ten thousand to one he had not struck the bottom of it out which when one of his friends had seen and asked him why he did so toil his body perplex his spirit and torment his tub the philosopher's answer was that not being employed in any other charge by the republic he thought it expedient to thunder and storm it so tempestuously upon his tub that amongst the people so fervently busy and earnest at work he alone might not seem a loitering slug and lazy fellow to the same purpose may i say of myself though i be rid from fear i am not void of care for perceiving no account to be made of me towards the discharge of a trust of any great concernment and considering that through all the parts of this most noble kingdom of france both on this and on the other side of the mountains every one is most diligently exercised and busied summon the fortifying of their own native country for its defence 
others in the repulsing of their enemies by an offensive war and all this with a policy so excellent and such admirable order so manifestly profitable for the future whereby france shall have its frontiers most magnificently enlarged and the french assured of a long and well-grounded peace that very little withholds me from the opinion of good heraclitus which affirmeth war to be the father of all good things and therefore do i believe that war is in latin called bellum not by antiphrasis as some patches of old rusty latin would have us to think because in war there is little beauty to be seen but absolutely and simply for that in war appeareth all that is good and graceful and that by the wars is purged out all manner of wickedness and deformity for proof whereof the wise and pacific solomon could no better represent the unspeakable perfection of the divine wisdom than by comparing it to the due disposure and ranking of an army in battle array well provided and ordered therefore by reason of my weakness and inability being reputed by my compatriots unfit for the offensive part of warfare and on the other side being no way employed in matter of the defensive although it had been but to carry burthens fill ditches or break clods either whereof had been to me indifferent i held it not a little disgraceful to be only an idle spectator of so many valorous eloquent and warlike persons who in the view and sight of all europe act this notable interlude or tragic comedy and not make some effort towards the performance of this nothing at all remains for me to be done and not exert myself and contribute there to this nothing my all which remained for me to do ozel in my opinion little honour is due to such as are mere lookers-on liberal of their eyes and of their crowns and hide their silver scratching their head with one finger like grumbling puppies gaping at the flies like tithe calves clapping down their ears like arcadian asses at the melody of musicians who with their very countenances in the depth of silence express their consent to the prosopopoeia having made this choice and election it seemed to me that my exercise therein would be neither unprofitable nor troublesome to any whilst i should thus set a-going my diagenical tub which is all that has left me safe from the shipwreck of my former misfortunes at this dingle-dangle wagging of my tub what would you have me to do by the virgin that tucks up her sleeve i know not as yet stay a little till i suck up a draught of this bottle it is my true and only helicon it is my cabaline fountain it is my sole enthusiasm drinking thus i meditate discourse resolve and conclude after that the epilogue is made i laugh i write i compose and drink again aeneas drinking wrote and writing drank aeschylus if plutarch in his symposiacs merit any fate drank composing and drinking composed homer never wrote fasting and cater never wrote till after he had drunk these passages i have brought before you to the end you may not say that i lived without the example of men well praised and better prized 
it is good and fresh enough even as if you would say it is entering upon the second degree god the good god Saveoth, that is to say the god of armies be praised for it eternally if you after the same manner would take one great draught or two little ones whilst you have your gown about you i truly find no kind of inconveniency in it provided you send up to god for all some small scantling of thanks since then my luck or destiny is such as you have heard for it is not for everybody to go to corinth i am fully resolved to be so little idle and unprofitable that i will set myself to serve the one and the other sort of people amongst the diggers pioneers and rampire builders i will do as did neptune and apollo at troy under laomedon or as did renault of mount tauben in his latter days i will serve the masons i'll set on the pot to boil for the bricklayers and whilst the mince-meat is making ready at the sound of my small pipe i'll measure the muzzle of the musing dotards thus did amphion with the melody of his harp found build and finish the great and renowned city of thebes for the use of the warriors i am about to broach and of new my barrel to give them a taste which by two former volumes of mine if by the deceitfulness and falsehood of printers they have not been jumbled marred and spoiled you would have very well relished and draw unto them of the growth of our own trippery pastimes a gallant third part of a gallon and consequently a jolly cheerful quart of pantagruelic sentences which you may lawfully call if you please diogenical and shall have me seeing i cannot be their fellow-soldier for their faithful butler refreshing and cheering according to my little power their return from the alarms of the enemy as also for an indefatigable extoller of their martial exploits and glorious achievements i shall not fail therein par lapathium actum de diu if mars fail not in lent which the cunning lecher i warrant you will be loath to do i remember nevertheless to have read that ptolemy the son of lagus one day amongst the many spoils and booties which by his victories he had acquired presenting to the egyptians in the open view of the people a bactrian camel all black and a party-coloured slave in such sort as that the one half of his body was black and the other white not in partition of breadth by the diaphragma as was that woman consecrated to the indian venus whom the tyanian philosopher did see between the river hydaspes and mount caucasus but in a perpendicular dimension of altitude which were things never before that seen in egypt he expected by the show of these novelties to win the love of the people but what happened thereupon at the production of the camel they were all affrighted and offended at the sight of the party-coloured man some scoffed at him as a detestable monster brought forth by the error of nature in a word of the hope which he had to please these egyptians and by such means to increase the affection which they naturally bore him he was altogether frustrate and disappointed understanding fully by their deportments that they took more pleasure and delight in things that were proper handsome and perfect 
than in misshapen monstrous and ridiculous creatures since which time he had both the slave and the camel in such dislike that very shortly thereafter either through negligence or for want of ordinary sustenance they did exchange the life with death this example putteth me in a suspense between hope and fear misdoubting that for the contentment which i aim at i will but reap what shall be most distasteful to me my cake will be dough and for my venus i shall have but some deformed puppy instead of serving them i shall but vex them and offend them whom i propose to exhilarate resembling in this dubious adventure euclean's cook so renowned by plautus in his pot and by ausonius in his griffin and by divers others which cook for having by his scraping discovered a treasure had his hide well curried put the case i get no anger by it though formerly such things fell out and the like may occur again yet by hercules it will not so i perceive in them all one and the same specificial form and the like individual properties which our ancestors call pantagruelism by virtue whereof they will bear with anything that floweth from a good free and loyal heart i have seen them ordinarily take good will in part of payment and remain satisfied therewith when one was not able to do better having dispatched this point i returned to my barrel up my lads to this wine spare it not drink boys and troll it off at full bowls if you do not think it good let it alone i'm not like those officious and importunate sots who by force outrage and violence constrain an easy good-natured fellow to whiffle quaff carouse and what is worse all honest tipplers all honest gouty men all such as are a dry coming to this little barrel of mine need not drink thereof if it please them not but if they have a mind to it and that the wine prove agreeable to the taste of their worshipful worships let them drink frankly freely and boldly without paying anything and welcome this is my decree my statute and ordinance and let none fear there shall be any want of wine as at the marriage of cana in galilee for how much soever you shall draw forth at the faucet so much shall i turn in at the bung thus shall the barrel remain inexhaustible it hath a lively spring and perpetual current such was the beverage contained within the cup of tantalus which was figuratively represented amongst the brachman sages such was in iberia the mountain of salt so highly written above by cato such was the branch of gold consecrated to the subterranean goddess which virgil treats of so sublimely it is a true cornucopia of merriment and raillery if at any time it seem to you to be emptied to the very lees yet shall it not for all that be drawn wholly dry good hope remains there at the bottom as in pandora's bottle and not despair as in the puncheon of the danaids remark well what i have said and what manner of people they be whom i do invite for to the end that none be deceived i in imitation of lucilius who did protest that he wrote only to his own tarentines and constantines have not pierced this vessel for any else but you honest men who are drinkers of the first edition and gouty blades of the highest degree the great dorophages bribe-mongers have on their hands occupation enough 
and enough on the hooks for their venison there may they follow their prey here is no garbage for them you pettifoggers garblers and masters of chicanery speak not to me i beseech you in the name of and for the reverence you bear to the four hips that engendered you and to the quickening peg which at that time conjoined them as for hypocrites much less although they were all of them unsound in body pockified scurvy furnished with unquenchable thirst and insatiable eating and wherefore because indeed they are not of good but of evil and of that evil from which we daily pray to god to deliver us and albeit we see them sometimes counterfeit devotion yet never did old ape make pretty moppet hence mastiffs dogs in a doublet get you behind aloof villains out of my sunshine curs to the devil do you jog hither wagging your tails to pant at my wine and bepiss my barrel look here is the cudgel which diogenes in his last will ordained to be set by him after his death for beating away crushing the reins and breaking the backs of these bustuary hobgoblins and cerberian hell-hounds pack you hence therefore you hypocrites to your sheep-dogs get you gone you dissemblers to the devil hey what are you there yet i renounce my part of papamani if i snatch you grr 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 avant avant will you not be gone may you never shit till you be soundly lashed with stirrup leather never piss but by the strapado nor be otherwise warmed than by the bastinado end of the author's prologue